Welcome to She Plus Me, a podcast that inspires and celebrates personal and professional growth. I'll be your host, Nora Bade, founder of She Plus Me, an educational lifestyle brand. After going through my own wild journey of discovering my most authentic self through mind, body, and soul, I've been discovering what it takes to find your passion and to live your most authentic life. This is the place to be to dig into real and raw conversations with radiant souls from everything natural beauty to holistic health, deep healing, personal growth, and building a purposeful life. Every single one of us has the ability to build extraordinary lives, and this podcast is going to help you get there. Welcome to another episode of She Plus Me, and today we are joined by Heather Burke, creator of Still in Progress, a lifestyle blog about finding clarity in your journey. And today we are going to be talking about being in your 20s, what you go through, what you learn, and well, just being in your 20s. (laughs) Welcome, Heather. I'm so excited to have you on today. Hi, Noor. Thank you so much for having me. I I'm so excited to be here. You have no idea. <laughs> I feel like this has just been like the right thing at the right That's time. A long time coming. Like we have been in each other's DMs for months now. And I just know. Like almost a year. Like when, you know, I started mine and you kind of started your journey. Like we've just been each other's number one fans and it's so cute. I love it. <laughs> I feel like um for me at least. This episode was so needed because 20s was like when I was first discovering myself. And I also feel like I had absolutely no sweet clue what I was doing. But it was mm-hmm. like that really weird transitional stage in your life where you feel like you need to like have your life together, but then you still feel like a kid. <laughs> oh my God. Like you are preaching to the choir. When right. I was, I remember 19 was such a breeze. Like all you had to worry about was like getting drunk and like where you were going to go that weekend. And then the yeah. moment, you, the moment you hit 20 and 21, it's just like, what? Like I actually have to get a job and I have to have like, I have to have a degree. I have to finish school. Like, like, oh my God, I have to use my degree. <laughs> I, <swear laughs> I, know. God, I couldn't even tell you what like my degree means. Like, like well, I, I look back, like looking back to 19, I mean, I don't know about you, but like my 19 felt like, oh man, like I can barely remember it first off. I know, <laughs> right? Like for a couple reasons. <laughs> yeah. And then second off, it just feels like, I don't know, like 19, I felt like I was like my most selfish, like my most self-absorbed, just so invested in how I looked, Mm -hmm. what I was doing, who I was talking to. I don't know if it was just me. So no, it it was, I can't even get into that. Like it was so bad. Like I just remember being, it was like my fourth year university. That was like, just like the time of my life. Like I gave no fucks about the outside world. Like I went to school in Anaganish and the population of the school is like 7,000 or something. Like, and we're in our own little bubble over there. Like you forget, like there's an outside world. So well, yeah, because you graduated from St. of X. Yeah. Like they're like a cult. We are a cult. I actually like, I like hate when people like refer to it as like, culty or like show up (laughs) like I think it's like like I think the x-ring is actually super stylish I'm not gonna lie but like I hate when people like take pictures with of it like on when they're traveling and stuff like I I don't like that but I think it looks good (laughs) I mean it looks good some people you because you wonder and you're like well like I don't even know what you did there but you just have the x-ring so I just feel like <laughs> we had significant enough we, we, we had yeah. a lot of fun over there there was nothing else to do in Anaganish except to drink Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a lifestyle I know oh that that was like my whole like 19 year it was just like going to the bar so are my 20 and 21 and 22. Like, I don't even know who I'm kidding. Like, this is probably the first year, like 23, where I'm kind of like over that scene. Like, I just realized like how draining it was, like mentally and physically. Like, 
it's it's a rough it's a rough go on the body <laughs> it honestly is and that whole thing like I don't know like it's such a man. weird concept well it I, is, I, I always like sound high when I talk about it but like it's so weird that we all just like drink this liquid to make ourselves act like idiotic but be idiotic like together <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah like, <laughs> just a weird concept that like we can only like socialize nowadays like if we're all like super fucked up (laughs) well yeah and like that's also the number one thing like as soon as you're like want to do something I feel like that's maybe it's a Halifax thing but that's like the only thing you can do you're like yeah let's grab a drink like yeah let's do this or but it's like you're so limited in terms of what you can do you feel like you just have to drink I know like it was getting to the point where I didn't even want to. I felt like shit. Like I, I didn't like, I wasn't like going anywhere. I wasn't growing as a person. Like, and I knew how bad it was for me. And yet I still continued to do it because I just felt like, well, one, I have like a problem saying no to people. Like I could never say no. Um, Like I just, I could be like on my deathbed and someone would be like, you have to come out. Like you have to come out. Maybe like, don't twist <laughs> my arm. Like, let's go. Like it was so bad. But now that I've spent so much more time alone, I've just realized like, it's just not something that I'm like into anymore. Like it's, it's draining. Like it takes such a toll on, on you mentally um, and trying to like move forward in your life or like, if you want to like be, you know, successful or like kind of grow as a person, like spiritually, emotionally, and like, especially physically, like it just like you, it's kind of impossible to do that while you're like, well, it is impossible to do that while you're like going out three times a week. Well, There's yeah. And <laughs> I mean, there are some unicorns out there. <laughs> Shout right. out to those. <laughs> Don't get but, hungover. God yeah, bless. I know, right? Meditate hungover. But it is really hard. And like, especially how you said, like mentally, because it's just you get into this mindset and this lifestyle and mm-hmm. it becomes like a normal and then you enjoy it. I mean, like, let's admit mm-hmm. you do enjoy it like to a degree. It's like that the self-confidence yeah. for like a night or like an evening or whatever. And then it's like this really quick high and then a really low dip. And then you're like, yeah. you feel like you constantly have to maintain it because that's what makes you feel so good. You know what exactly. I mean? It is, no, and it's such like an easy, accessible like way to have fun and feel good. Like you yeah. literally just go to the store, buy whatever, and you're like going to have a great night. Like it's guaranteed. So it's just like, I've just kind of realized it's almost like the easy way out of like having a good time. And like, well, I yeah, still love exactly going out. That is I exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I still love going out and having a great time with friends, like a few drinks, but like, that's just like not what I was doing. Like yeah. I wasn't going out and enjoying a couple glasses of wine. Like <laughs> I was going out <laughs> and my friends are going to this and they're just going to sit uh, and like listen to this and start like laughing their ass off because like they know, like we did not just like go out and like be social. Like it was like new next level. <laughs> <laughs> I think 20s are like they're all about your memories and like just creating that. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's a foundational of like knowing who you are and trying yeah. everything as fast as you can to see if you like it or not. So oh, then yeah. you're not wasting more time. Oh my God. And I like wouldn't trade anything for the world. Like I have had the best times. And like, honestly, if I didn't do any of the things that I've done, I wouldn't have anything to write about on my blog. Like it's literally all about that. Like about how I kind of changed my whole perspective on, on life and like what I deem as successful. And like, um, so like, I wouldn't have the content to write if I didn't go through what I did. So like, I'm, I wouldn't change a thing. Like I'm, I'm so happy. And I mean, I had fun while I was doing it. So yeah, exactly. No, (laughs) now you have stories to tell. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I know. And like, I feel like I, to me, like it might seem like a little bit crazier, but like, there's probably some people that like have done so much worse. Like I'm just talking about like me going to like going out three times a 
week in Halifax. Like that is nothing compared to like other people. So oh my this is me trying to make myself feel better, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, talking about Halifax, like let's take a moment to kind of like appreciate Halifax for what it is. I know. It's funny. I know. I miss that place. (laughs) (laughs) Who says that? (laughs) No, I I know. It's funny because I only lived there for one year. Like, I'm not even like a Halifax girl. I'm like a fake Halifax girl. Like, I only lived there for one year. Like, I'm from the Valley. So I'm a wannabe. (laughs) But that's a good point because I was just going to say that anybody who is not from Halifax, so like the Valley, New Brunswick, or like PEI, they consider Halifax to be like a much bigger city than their own. I did. I know. (laughs) You were like moving to the big city. Mom, I'm going to the big city after university. It's Halifax. (laughs) (laughs) But like, isn't that funny? Like, I mean, it's, it gives you perspective though. Like maybe as like kids growing up or like maybe like just our naive mindset that like so little could be so much and like kind of showcasing the real necessities maybe but also once you grow older you're like okay like Mm -hmm. there's so much stuff that just does not exist in Halifax it's great like it's absurd to me I know and it just it sucks because it like it is genuinely like the most beautiful city out there like yeah like it's right on the water like such great food like yada 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 like but there is no space for like I find health and wellness like there's like your spinco and your moda yoga and there's like a couple great vegan restaurants but that's like it yeah quite <laughs> literally like, and I remember even when like spinco was opening up like that was a big deal like they were like our huge. first spin cycle in the city and I mean it was great but at yeah. the same time it's like whoa (laughs) I know and the only reason I ever went was because I won um an Instagram contest which I'm still shocked at because I never thought I would actually ever win one of those but I won 10 free classes uh to Spinco and like it was honestly the best like I wish that I could afford to go do that but it's honestly it's a little pricey but I get investing in like your health and your space so if it's like what works for you and if it gets you like off your ass and you don't go to the gym then like right on definitely like invest but I found it was um it was great yeah but it's it's like it's true though like the whole I guess the idea of you know, investing mm-hmm. that much in like a gym or like a spin club or whatever the case may be. Like maybe innately for myself, I'm like, okay, I'm spending this damn money. I'm going to like use the heck mm-hmm. out of this and like really utilize it to like help myself. But at the same time, it's like the more you incorporate it in your life, like the more positive results that mm-hmm. you see from it, like in terms cool. of just mindset like feeling like you're actually doing something like I don't know for me exercise is that thing like even if I'm not successful in like my career I don't have a stable job or I'm not happy in like a relationship or whatever the case may be like exercise is just that one thing for me where I'm like I can do it and I know that I'm gonna feel great afterwards oh I am with you on that one. Like I've been working out like since I can remember, especially in university. I don't know how I managed to go to the gym four to five times a week and like go out three to four nights a week. Like I have no idea how I did that. I wish I could like go back and ask myself. But so I, I feel can like figure that's out like the case. Like when we're younger, we yeah. can do so much more and you're like, how the, like how did I how was I capable of doing yeah. all of that? Yeah, no for sure. And it's just been since I got to Halifax, um, there's, I mean, definitely more options than in Anning and Nish. So I joined like hot yoga. I had my spin classes. Um, but I found like the only thing that I ever stayed really consistent with was just going to the gym, putting in headphones and just doing like whatever I felt like. I never had a plan though, ever. Yeah, I me just too. That's so true. Like, and it's like whatever I was feeling. And that's partially why I just never ended up getting a yoga membership because I felt like I had to have like a schedule of how many classes I was going Mm -hmm. to and all that. And like some days I'm like, well, I don't want to do yoga. But then you're like, 
not really, I guess, utilizing your membership. You're like, okay, well, why am I paying this if I'm only going once a week, for example? But like, thankfully, like my building had uh, like a little gym downstairs. So I really utilized that. And I'm like, okay, well, I I mean, I'm no fitness Instagram model. Like, (laughs) I'm just doing my own thing here. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. When I worked um, downtown Halifax um, at my old corporate job, there was a good life attached to the building. Like didn't even have to go outside. We just got to walk from our work down to good life, took the took the um, stairs, not the elevator, but we took the stairs, <laughs> went down and it was right there. And it was like the best. We would just go on our lunchtime and it, Oh my God, just to get out of that office and like work out and move. Like I never wanted to go back to work after it. So it's it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, like considering most of the time people are like, I don't want to go to the gym. Like getting dressed is the worst. Putting on a sports bra is the worst part. Oh my god! By far, I well, getting one on and taking one off. I'm freaking hate yeah. those things. <laughs> I know, me too. And like, I don't. Now they would make something it. easier. I know. <laughs> I know. And, yeah, I had, do not have cute gym clothes. Like, I always, I look like a. 14 year old boy every time I go to the gym so like I don't like running into people okay and- wait I don't know if it's gender. I love that you actually said that because is it me or do you constantly feel like you have to have like a cute gym outfit or else you're not doing oh, right <laughs> it's so annoying like one time I uh, not even one time multiple times I've like worn you remember like back in the day like when everyone used to play soccer and there's yeah. just like normal gym shorts Okay, they're normal gym shorts. And for some reason, those are so wrong to wear nowadays. And I remember I wore, they're the only thing that I had packed. And like, I was wearing them and like a loose t shirt, like from some hockey tournament I was in like eight years ago. Don't know why I still have that. It's probably a pajama shirt. But <laughs> and I just remember walking in and being like, what? Like, I can't be here. I didn't even realize I look around and everyone's in like cute matching sets. And and I'm just like in my old pajama t-shirt and soccer shorts. And I'm like, this is like another reason, like w- even so much pressure to like look cute at the gym. <laughs> I know you're so right. Cause it's like, that's the one thing like I hate about like the whole, I guess, gymming mindset. It's like, I mean, I love it. Like if it makes you feel better, mm-hmm. wear a matching gym set, but it's like, also don't like look at somebody weirdly just because they're not doing that. And it's like partially why I just loved having the gym in my building. Cause I'm like, I mean, my building was like completely retired. I was like, I'd see an old guy running every now and then, but he was wearing the same attire as I was. So we were in the same club. (laughs) Right. I literally work out in my room now. I have enough room in this micro apartment for like a yoga mat. And I do Melissa Wood Health. She's amazing. Oh my God. If anyone's listening, like you have to do her workouts. Um, if you don't like going to the gym, they're like a combination of yoga and Pilates and they range from like 10 minutes to like 36 minutes is the longest one. Oh, that's so they're like they're short and they're efficient. So like I've been doing one every morning, um, before work and it's such like a she's really like into doing like slow controlled movements and I love her whole mindset about working out and how it's it's a privilege to work out it's not a right like you have to like like be happy that your body can move the way that it's moving and and not like punish yourself for like like drinking on the weekend like all the calories or like eating your like nachos or like whatever your like junk food is so she's like so good about that so if anyone is like struggling with kind of like motivation to like work out and get to the gym I recommend her she is She's like who I want to be, basically. (laughs) Well, I love that whole mentality of accepting your body for what it can do versus like Mm -hmm. just getting at it for what it can't. Because how many times have like I come across like an Instagram fitness model or whatever you want to label them. And I'm like, Uh holy cow, like her body looks great. Holy cow, like she's like insane in the gym. And then you're just like, okay, well, I can't do that. And then it's, I don't know. For me, at least, I don't really push myself to like go to that extent. I mean, I just mindfully yeah. move, but 
like at the same time how many other females are like looking at that and like hating their body for it you know what I mean oh my god 100% and like you can't even like no matter how positive your mindset is or like how like um I don't know, like open-minded you are about it. And like, you still understand that it's online. Like you still feel like shit. I know. Every and that time. makes me kind of, I mean, honestly speaking though, it kind of makes me yeah. question. Like, I love that they're sharing all of like their content, sharing their workouts and all of that. Like that's obviously mm. helpful, but I guess like, where's the line of it being like helpful and it actually like demolishing some girl, girl's confidence either in the gym uh-huh. or with their body. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like, oh, 100%. who was I? I was on Instagram the other day, and a girl like had written a caption about how she had gone to the gym for the first time, and she was like wearing like cute gym gear and all of that. And then um, an instructor like came over to her and was like, "Sorry, like you're not allowed to be here because your outfit is like, I guess like too revealing. I I don't know what the context was, but they were like, your oh outfit God. doesn't match your guidelines. And she was like, her comment was like it took a lot of gut for me to go to the gym only to be received by that but like that's like that one-liner that she had said like the gut of going Mm -hmm. to the gym was like everything because I was like that's Mm -hmm. so true like people are intimidated to go to the gym because they feel like Mm -hmm. they would just look silly or they don't know what to do or they don't want to like go to a space Mm -hmm. and look like a complete idiot I know oh my god that was that was me for like the longest time like I would never go near the machines like ever. You couldn't catch me like, <laughs> but then I just like, I, I signed up for um, this workout thing on uh, online. I forget to, whose it was, but anyway, I signed up for it online and it like said I had to use the machine. So me and like a couple of my friends, like we went and we just started doing the, like the squat rack, like the shoulder press, like all these like big machines. And like, by the time you just do it a few times, like it's not even bad. And I was, that's literally just like with anything, like life at all. Like it's always uncomfortable. Like the first few times this podcast, like this is my first podcast. Like, of course I was a little bit nervous, but like it, everything's new. Like if it's new, it's gonna You're not going to know what to do. So like, everyone starts at one somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're not going to go into something knowing exactly. That's exactly like, like the mindset I used to have with um, my blog and like, like the Instagram page that I started um, with it. So like, I've only been kind of consistently like working on it for almost two months now. And I just remember like after three weeks being like, Oh, well, like, why do I only have 400 followers? Like, why am I like, not getting any traction. And then I'm like, take a step back. I'm like, Heather, it's been three fucking weeks. Like, what are you talking about? Like, Like, yeah, but That comes back to the whole like unrealistic reality that we see. Like sometimes you don't Mm -hmm. come across a page till it is at like 20k followers and you just don't see the grind that they put into Mm -hmm. like the page or the blog. But like there's this whole mentality right now where it's like quick wins, like quick growth, quick money, like the Mm -hmm. whole idea of just like a quick lifestyle and getting to where you want to be. And I'm like, that's total bullshit. Okay, like call it out for what it is, because if in fact they really did grow that fast in an unrealistic time period, then you know they're going to fall like twice as hard. So it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's great for the followers and like great growth and all of that. But I'm like, let's be realistic here. Like either like, you know, there's some sort of manipulated aspect of it, whether you're paying for followers, mm-hmm. whether like, you know, whatever the case may be. But I'm like, yeah, you know, like this whole like, no, yeah. Like there's, I actually wrote a post today about this and I was saying how, you know, at some point in everyone's life, like whether you want to admit it or not, I know that everyone's thought, oh my God, I want to be an influencer or like a lifestyle blogger. Like every single person, like I don't care who you are, like you have wanted to be famous on social media. Like we all have, like I can openly admit that. Yeah. And the thing is, is that everyone wants to like wake up and like have 
200,000 followers. But it's like, yeah, <laughs> like, it's not even the it's- idea of like 200,000 followers. It's like the whole idea yeah. that like you're influencing these people. Like it's an ego yeah. thing, honestly, because you're like, yeah. I'm this important person that whatever I say or do, it's like perceived as something good and people want to yeah. do too. <laughs> it's like you're yeah, doing something like, right. It's like that like little bit of affirmation. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. And like everyone wants brand deals and like, of course I do. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like I would love to wake up and have like people in my inbox offering me money to post a picture with something like, of course, but, <laughs> Dream. but like, right. Like it is. Um, but like, what I've really gotten to learn is that the universe does not give us what we're, what we can't handle. Oh, 100. I don't know. Yeah. That right. But like, basically, like if we woke up and had uh, 200,000 followers, six brand deals every, like tomorrow morning in the exact same, like, form that you are right now, like you would not know what the hell you were doing. No, exactly. And like, like we, we like want all these things, but like, we're not ready for them. And like, you know, we're what something I'm trying to, to really, really practice is patience. Um, I literally have right next to me a sticky note on my wall that says I am patient <laughs> because I am so bad of it, bad at it. Like I, I just always am comparing like my chapter one to someone else's chapter 10. But I don't realize that they've been doing something for three years and I've only been doing it for three months. Um, And that's, it's the hardest thing to like, let go of that and just like be present and be patient and, and just be consistent with your own work. It's, it's so hard to do. You just want everything right now. Like I remember like getting pissed off at myself because I didn't know everything that there was to know about like setting up a blog on WordPress. Like I, it took me like three months to like figure out before I even made it public. I couldn't, I didn't even know what the difference was between a post and a page. And there is a difference. (laughs) I love that though. Like, I love that you just said that because it's like, you don't like, I mean, first off, like you don't have to have everything figured out. You don't have to know everything, but just the mm-hmm. idea of actually being passionate about something enough that you make it something real, that's like a huge accomplishment mm-hmm. in itself because how many people have created like a ghost kind of blog being like, this is going to go up, I'm going to go live with this, and then it just never goes published. So good on you. Oh my God. This this is so embarrassing to admit, but I actually like did that. Like oh, it was like it must be like three years ago now. I remember I made like a uh, health Instagram, and I like made it private, and I wouldn't post it because I was way too embarrassed. But like I secretly posted, and I had zero followers. <laughs> I wouldn't share with anyone, and then all of a sudden I like I forgot it existed. Like I just like one day never looked at it again. <laughs> That's everything that I do. I just like, I always start things and then I just stop and like forget about them. Yeah. Because I'm done. I was never actually like fully invested in it or it was never actually really something that I cared about. I cooked with. Yeah. You know, it was always something that I thought would like make me seem cooler if I like made it public. I don't know how to explain it. No, I get that. But I think that's like the idea of everybody going to the cool spots and doing the cool things, even like Mm -hmm. regardless of if it kind of aligns with who you are or like if you actually love it or not, but it feels like you just have to go through on this trend. And I mean, like, I feel like we're all guilty mm-hmm. of that, like buying a product just because it's like mm-hmm. very famous on Instagram where it's like the new best thing and then you buy it, but then you don't actually love it, but you're just doing it because that's what everybody else is doing, right? Oh, 100%. Well, even here's an example. So like, I think like two weeks ago, I posted, um, I made a blog post about my skincare routine, which was extremely underwhelming like it's not that interesting and I remember writing the the post and I am not into skincare at all and even like writing the one or two posts on skincare was 
so hard for me to do because it's just something I'm not interested in, in at all. It's just, I think literally one person asked me for it. So I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to make a post about it. Yeah. And it was so difficult for me to actually sit there and write about it because I am not actually interested in it. Yeah. And it just made me realize, like, in order to like start something like you have got to be like, so passionate about it. Like it has got to like, you have to be able to do it. Live and breathe it. And not make money yeah. from it. Like you have to like it that much, well, that's which exact. is really hard Yeah, that's find. like a famous quote or like somebody once said it. I don't know, but I hear it often. It's oh, like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, if, yeah, if you're, you know, you love something, if you can do it every day and not get paid for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never honestly said this out loud to anybody, but it was a fucking struggle. Like to, to do your mm-hmm. own thing, first off, with like no experience, oh my literally, God. like in my you had to move across the world alone. So I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. there's like this common, like, it, it's like this common, I guess, conception of like being self-employed. Like, oh, you're so lucky. And I hear that so fucking often that I'm like it's almost become this thing where I'm like I hate saying I'm self-employed because like this whole concept of like oh you're so lucky you're doing your own thing but I'm like you don't understand the grind like there's not that financial Mm -hmm. security where I know like a next paycheck is coming in like you have to grind for that Mm -hmm. paycheck and I'm like it's great and all but like that's what pisses me off about this whole like idea of being self-employed because it's like for me I genuinely loved it and I was genuinely in the field because I love working with like founders or brands to like uncover this really cool strategy or like how they can kind of build their brand but at the same time it's just like I loved it enough. I didn't do it because I wanted that label of being self-employed or like doing my own thing. It was just like pure passion. So it's like, yeah, there's like, I guess, pros and cons to it. But like everybody just sees the pros to it and like is so oblivious to the cons of it as well. Well, even I am like I still work like now that I teach English over here in Korea, like I'm still working 840 to 440 every single day. Yeah. Like even though I only have 22 teaching hours a week, like the rest, like I still have to like go to school, go to the classroom, lesson plan, do everything. So I basically do still have like a full-time job, but like spending so much more time alone, like in all of my free time, like I'm writing I'm thinking about what I want to post next like and like writing one post like takes takes a lot of time and I guess like that's what I'm trying to highlight and even with everything that I do like on the side that's I think the biggest thing that I just want to draw out for people it's like don't do something just because it feels like you should be doing it like do it because you absolutely fucking love it yeah a hundred percent and like Another big thing is like people that, well, you know, people that I know, I find they, they just like get stuck in this kind of routine because they feel like they don't have another choice. Like they don't feel like they can make decisions for themselves or they have a hard time saying no to other people. They, they basically put themselves last in every like situation. Yeah. Like every time like they're chatting about like their future goals or like, you know, where do you see yourself in in five, ten years? It's just like they're always like the last person on their mind. They're always thinking about what other people oh, will I like hurt this person? Will I affect this person? They're never just thinking about themselves. And another major thing I've realized is that like the only person responsible for making the life that you want is you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I, like, but just, I need people to like really understand that. Like nobody will do anything for you. Like it is all you. Well, yeah. Like, it's so crazy. Like, and this is another thing where I feel like I just like sound high, but when you really think about it, like you are the only person that can change anything. Like literally no one is going to help you. Like you will be exactly where you're going to be for the next like six months. If you still keep doing what you are 
doing right now. Well, yeah. And it's funny because, I mean, I feel like you're essentially speaking to a younger version of me because like I felt like the people in my life had to facilitate where I wanted to be, like whether it be like a relationship or friends or whatever the case may be, like I'd be like, I know, but like you need to help me or like you need to like do this. But like mm-hmm. it was so unnecessary and it was like it ended up straining a lot of relationships in my life because like I had this expectation and I also wanted my life to seemingly be perfect and everything happens at the perfect moment because that's how life yeah. is supposed to be like this whole but it's like so unrealistic and then you're like it took like for me like and I say this and I laugh but I am like a like I am such a perfectionist like in my mind when something does Mm -hmm. not go right like it just drives me up the wall like I am Mm -hmm. impatient I'm a perfectionist like it's the worst combination but it like took me a long time to realize because I like created such a perfectly like strategic kind of life that like it took my life to like absolutely crumble that I was like, what am I doing right now? Mm-hmm. When I say crumble, like I lost, I felt like I lost a lot of relationships in my life all at the same time. And it was like, holy crap. And then you kind of start to like self-reflect and I guess like become more introspective because mm-hmm. you're like, okay, what am I doing? And how am I living my life? Is that yeah. the truest representation of myself? And it's like, it just comes mm-hmm. down to wanting so much. And like the whole mindset, I guess, mm-hmm. of just like wanting everything. Mm-hmm. And I, the thing is with me is that I never thought that I was a perfectionist. Like at least like you can openly admit <laughs> it. Like I genuinely never thought that I was until honestly, like when I, like a year ago when I started like doing work on myself, like, and I even hate like saying doing work on myself. Like I hate how lame personal growth is when it's actually like the coolest fucking thing ever. Like I wish more people would just be open-minded about it. (laughs) Well, I'm like, (laughs) like, it's actually so like fun. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it gives you like a purpose of every friggin' second of like every day to like, like, why would you not want to, like, better yourself? I know, but I think everybody kind of does it in their own way. Like, I don't know. Like, uh-huh. f- like I remember I used to be, like, meditating. Huh? Like, I would ever do that. I can't even yeah. sit still for a yeah. minute. But, like, now it's like I look yeah. forward to sitting still because, like, my mind is just so busy. Oh, my God. It's, like, my sacred time. Yeah. I, am- I know. I don't know how I function without it. But it's, like, crazy to think, like, a few years ago, like, it wasn't even a part of your Uh life. So, like, I think it's incredible that, like, we're capable of kind of adapting, like, new habits and also becoming this version of your – like, I just think it's mind-blowing that, like, you could just become – I know, me too. Because it's just, like, at the end of the day, like, I would never have assumed – that I would have like half of the things or be doing half of the things that I'm doing today because it's it was just never me. Oh my God. Like if you told me six months ago that I would be sitting in my bedroom in South Korea, <laughs> like um, filming a podcast, there is no way that I would have ever believed you. Like this is insane to me, like that I'm like here and I get to kind of like share what I've been through, what kind of like my experiences, because I just want people to know, like everything that I've been through isn't anything like new or exciting or like, you know, I started some like crazy new invention. It's nothing like that. It's literally just like, I realized that I have control over like my own life and I don't want to settle anymore. Like my biggest fear is looking back at the age of like 80 and being like, I can't believe I didn't do that. Because I'm scared of like what so-and-so would have said. Like when I went and I started writing my blog, I didn't show anyone for like three or four months. Like I would hide in my bedroom and like write posts. And like if someone came in my bedroom, I would literally shut my laptop. (laughs) Because I was like so – I don't know why I was so embarrassed. Like I because it was like the first time I was like – so into something and so passionate about something and like of course it had to be personal growth and I was like oh yeah no but I think that's why perhaps like I think passion comes with vulnerability because like 
when you're pouring your like words and your thoughts and like your mindset out there, it's like, it is scary to think about what somebody would think of it. Because it's like, that's, it's a version of you. Terrifying. Terrifying. Oh my God. Like the day that I like made my um, blog go public and it, it like, it's not like I'm, I have like a huge amount of followers. Like, I think I finally like cracked a hundred on my WordPress following. Like I'm was so excited, but like that's a hundred separate yeah. people that like took the time out of their day to like click that follow button. Like that means so much to me. Like, and things it, it'll come like if, you know, like with consistency and like all that jazz, but, um, it's just like go thinking back like a year ago when I first started, like how I couldn't even like have a conversation with someone about like what I was really interested in because I was embarrassed because I was scared of what they were going to say. Like to now, like, I just want to like look at myself and just be like, do not be ashamed of like what you're passionate about. Like who cares what that is? It could be anything, but like, Oh, it, it just, it takes time too. That's another thing I wish I could have told myself, like be patient, like, you will not wake up one day and like have all that confidence in the world to like make your, you know, passion public or if that's even what you want to do. Yeah. And like, also it comes like, I don't think at any stage, like an external number is going to really give you like that confidence in yourself. Like, yeah, it'll give you at mm-hmm. least 50% of it. But I think that the remainder of that 100% is like, it's you, like you are the one who has to believe mm-hmm. in yourself and be like, I know that I'm capable of X, Y, Z or whatever the case may be. It's like, you can push yourself mm-hmm. out there and put all of that. But if you don't believe in yourself or you don't trust what you're doing or truly like, yeah, with every fiber of your being, like be like, this is, this is my purpose. Then it just kind of also feels Mm -hmm. flat and you feel like you're letting yourself down because Mm -hmm. at least for me personally, I, I was in the same boat. Like I would do a lot of things that I felt like I needed to do. And then as soon as I did them, I just felt like I would just be so deflated and be like, I don't feel like I'm authentically like showing up as myself. And I'm, I feel like I'm showing up as like what somebody wants me to be versus like who I want myself to be. Oh, yeah. 100%. And it like I would actually like it, it's so strange. And I <laughs> I said this to like a friend of mine and I literally like have it written down in like my journal like a couple like months ago. And I was like, I feel like I don't even know myself. But like I literally felt like I was creating like this person of like all the external mm-hmm. factors in society and like so many other like mm-hmm. bullshit. There's so many too. Like, like, like there, we have like childhood trauma. We don't even know oh about gosh, like built up. That yeah. We don't even understand. Yeah. And it's, it's actually like, it's so like, it's sad as adults. We just like, overthink everything. Well, I will say, I mean, kids are mean. I think that's partially why I had like, <laughs> like, let's admit it. If you have True. not at least yeah. gotten one rude comment from a child growing up, I am sorry you did not have a childhood. <laughs> like, no, like how many times there was always that one mean kid in your class that would just uh-huh. make that rude snide remark about everything like what you were wearing what uh-huh. you did what you had and then like not to say that you know affected you to a certain degree but like it innately like low-key low it does like in like this in this crazy way like it like the one comment that like um like a child made to you when you were like six years old, like still yeah. sits with and you. And it's like, you don't even think about it. Like you forget about it. But no. like, for example, like there was this really weird, <laughs> this is such a weird story, but there was, <laughs> no, there was this really weird kid that sat next to me. I think it was like in third or fourth grade. And I would always wear like, just love the like La Senza girl sleeveless tops. <laughs> like, I don't know why I love them. Oh my God, my poor ponchos right? were from there. <laughs> they had everything. Yeah. Like, God, I miss them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. so, yeah, I would like wear these sleeveless tops. And every time I raised my hand up, he would like just snicker. And I like had absolutely no idea. I mean, like I wasn't even like I didn't even hit puberty. So I know I wasn't 
I didn't have hairy armpits by any means, but, <laughs> but at the same, oh at the same time, I was like, why is this kid always laughing? And then I just like, I just would never wear sleeveless tops to school anymore because I felt so like self-conscious about it. But like, you know, you Oh my god. You do these things. No. Hundred <laughs> percent. I literally got laser hair removal on my upper lip because one kid made fun of me in like grade eight about having a mustache, which is the most embarrassing oh, girl, thing I, ever. I know. So I was like I literally came home. I was like, Mom, I need to get this removed. And there off we went. And I was, that's so fucking sad, though. Like, now that I think about it, like, I was so young. Like, I should have not been getting laser hair like, removal. Oh my God. I know. But it's like, that is so fucking common. Like, my mom was like, mm-hmm. I was a green child. I will, like, admit that, like, openly. Um, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. like, I was like, my mom was like, well, she was strict. And I remember like, I mean, I naturally have thick eyebrows. I mean, I'm Middle Eastern. It's it's genetic size. <laughs> I do too, don't yeah. But like, my mom would never let me thread my eyebrows because she'd be like, you're too young. And I am so thankful for it now because I know I would have overplucked my brows. But like at that age, I wanted I to that. do everything in my power to just like fucking laser these things completely off. But like it's crazy uh-huh. because I'm like, holy, I mean, like now, thankfully, I don't have to deal with overplucking situations. But <laughs> but like back then, yeah, they can just make make you like that one comment just can like affect like who you are as a person like today. It's pretty but, crazy. Like, I know. Actually. Now that we're like talking about it, I'm like, I I wonder, like, mm-hmm. how many times? I need hypnotherapy where they, like, go back to you when you were, like, a child and, like, they find out, like, what childhood tra- traumatic experiences, like, affected no the way, way you were. I would totally and, do that. Yeah, I would love to do that. But, again, I don't think anyone does it I in know, Halifax right? <laughs> or in Halifax. I highly doubt that. Well, you might have better luck Maybe. than I would. But I doubt anyone yeah, speaks English. Though, that would be so the only barrier. <laughs> Yeah, it's a small barrier, the language. (laughs) But I was telling my sister this actually the other day. We were just talking about her childhood, and like I have like some memories that stick, but like some, like a good chunk of my childhood, I feel like I kind of don't remember. Like I'm just like I don't know if I just like not at all. I don't know. Like, do you have that, or is it just me? Because there's like a chunk where I'm like, I like people will tell me stories. I'm like, I don't remember that. But it's like, I basically like, to me, I wasn't alive from like the ages like four to like eight, nine, even I don't even remember anything. Like I could have basically just like, been in another body. Like I have no idea I what happened during that. Yeah. Because my, my sister's like, that's <laughs> like so weird. She's like, how? <laughs> yeah. It's so creepy that I just like don't remember. Anything. No, I agree. Yeah, I know. It's odd. Like, I mean, oh, I need to look into that. I need to fix that. I want to like know what happened to me. Well, like that's what makes me wonder. I'm like, did something happen to me that I just like chose not to register? Like completely block at the stage of my life. I mean, like that must be a like a component of yeah. Like no, it does happen. Like I hear about stuff like that happening all the time on like in books and like Oprah's podcasts and stuff like all of her like big guests like I even read one time Dave Asprey the guy at Bulletproof he he did um hypnotherapy back to when he was a child he said he like figured out the the point he got to the point where when he was like out of his mother's womb like I so I don't believe this but it's kind of interesting when he was like taken out of his mother's womb he like was put he wasn't put on her chest like she was like the children are normally put on. Um, and so he was put right into like that cubicle with like the, cause there's something wrong with them and like something over him. So like the fact that he was like his first experience in the world was like in a closed off box that he like has like issues with abandonment because he like wasn't given Shut to his up. mother. That is so, that is yeah. really cool. I mean, like, who knows if it's actually insane? true, but like, I, I know. That. It kind of makes yeah. sense, though. I like to I know. believe it, <laughs> even I if know. it's not real. I'm going to pretend <laughs> it is. You see that comfort. You're like, okay, that, that, 
Yeah, that makes sense as to why I can't open up to people or why I feel so like, (laughs) no, it's seriously so interesting to just like, talk about that. And also like, I guess for me, like, I love to just have a reason like I'm just so like, I don't, I don't know what the right word like I'm very philosophical, but I also like love to get to the root of something like I love to be like, Okay, this is why this happened and like end of story. <laughs> I was one that I could never talk about my feelings with anyone. Like I was like and I don't know Too why bad. like I never had a traumatic like childhood. Like I don't remember anything bad happening, but like for some reason like I could not like open up to anyone. Like I couldn't even like talk about any type of feelings like or emotion and like, the fact that like I did end up like writing a blog where I am on the more vulnerable side of things, like open up about like my true feelings and like my thoughts like is insane because a year ago, like I couldn't even talk about that. And like the reason I, I, I honestly feel like I owe it to like journaling. Like it's helped me open up so much. It's like the whole conscious and unconscious mind where like you are like experiencing so much that sometimes you don't even mentally realize that like you're registering it in a way. And like, it's like this whole idea mm-hmm. of like, you don't know why you have that association until you really explore it. Like, I'm sure we all have like really like weird, I guess, like uh, peeves and like so many odd things that like we think is just like a norm, mm-hmm. but it's like, there's so, there's such an elaborate reason as to like why we feel the way we do. And mm-hmm. like, and until you explore it, like whether it's, by having a mm-hmm. conversation with somebody or journaling about it, like you just think it's normal, which like some cases it is normal, yeah. but it's like you don't mm-hmm. actually really get the full scope as to like why you feel the way you do. Yeah. And like when you do it, like when you do have those negative thoughts, like they just don't ever go away. And like your whole life, you kind of perceive certain things as being negative. And then like that just attracts more negativity. And then like, everything's just like a shit show like everything just downward spiraling but like it's like when one thing goes wrong like everything goes wrong yeah and I never used to believe that because I'm like okay now because I just believed I like created my own destiny (laughs) comes along with the perfectionist Uh mindset but like oh my god yeah (laughs) but like (laughs) it's so true like as soon as like you are like in a negative mind space and you're like, fuck, like this happened. And then you just kind of like your reaction then just, well, not even your reaction, like your actions after that event Mm -hmm. just become like negative. Like you hate everything that you're doing from that point forward. Like you're giving everybody sass, you're giving everybody attitude. And then it just like, like you said, spirals. And then you're like one negative thing Mm -hmm. ends up affecting your whole day. That day like turns into your weeks and your weeks turn into yeah. your months like people like hold on to like Negative grudges and like, and like yeah that energy like, that. like oh my god and and you know when you're just around someone that is so negative and you just feel like the life yes. being sucked out of you like I had to absolutely I just had to get rid of that that was like another mm-hmm. tip for your 20s get rid of anyone yeah, like that <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's right before we sign off, do a little tips for your 20s. This is what you need to know. You need to spend time mm-hmm. alone by Have yourself. Solitude. Yeah. I, I like, like, I don't care how long you've been dating your boyfriend. I don't care how long you've been like living with your roommates. I think that if everyone can at some point in their life, just live alone or like, just maybe with one other person, but like have make yeah. time for yourself. Like be comfortable with doing things yeah. by yourself. Like, I mean, you don't have to go move to Korea and <laughs> where no one speaks your language. Like that is like the far end of the spectrum. But like, if you can just like start off by doing something smaller, like go to the movies by yourself. Or like, if you want to go, like, go to the grocery store, like, like I know people who yeah. can't even do that alone. <laughs> like they always have to be with someone so that's like my yeah be comfortable with yourself be comfortable yeah and give yourself some like time alone that's okay to do things alone and like another thing don't feel like you have to have everything figured out yeah like no that's like a huge one like yeah I am stressing that one yeah yeah like you and like accept that you won't 
And that that's another like thing, like don't judge yourself for like the way that you're feeling about certain situations. Like let yourself feel those feelings. It sounds cheesy, but like you have to like let yourself process certain emotions. Like you're allowed to feel stressed out. You're allowed to feel anxious about your future. Like, of course that's okay, but don't let those feelings like move into like your full day. Don't let them take up more space. Exactly. Than actually you're going to grow by going through it versus going around it. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And I also think exactly. just like just accepting change and being okay with it. Like if something happens that you weren't expecting mm-hmm. or like that you hadn't planned, like take it for what it is and not for what it's not. Like whether mm-hmm. it be a job or relationship, oh my gosh. whatever the case may be, like it didn't happen for a reason. Like just be thankful that it's like it could potentially open something else for you or completely shift your lifestyle or like your life. Yes, 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 yes. Like everything is working for you. Like you have got to like adopt that mindset. The faster you can do that, like your yeah. life will instantly Easier you will be living life, like literally. Up, yes. Like if you wake up and like start writing in your journal, everything is happening for me, not against me. I started doing that. And like, I, I don't know. It's like how I managed to kind of stay so calm throughout like my whole transition here. Like it was super intense, like my first couple weeks. And like, if I like didn't put my trust into the universe and just trust that everything's going to be okay. Like I could have easily like cracked and literally bought a flight. So true. (laughs) Like so much easier to do. Like it's easier to give up than to keep going. Mm -hmm. Oh, hundred percent. And like one last thing that I want to add is, um, people, uh, overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in five years. And it's this picture of a guy that like is digging a a mine and he's super close to like the diamonds and the gold. And then he just just, like gives up, but he's like one inch away from the diamond and the gold, but then he just walks away. Like that is so true. Like it's something that I've been really working on is like consistency, but like I'm like right now, like I feel like I'm in like a space better than I've ever been before. And it it takes a long time. So just like be patient with that and like trust in the universe that like your time will come. Like stop trying to yeah. rush through your life. Like you, we only, we only get one. So like stop trying to like make it go quicker yeah. than it needs to be. Like enjoy it because you're not going to eat another that day. That is so powerful. Right. Like it's, it's scary to think about, but like use it in like a motivating way. Like death doesn't have to be like, this sounds so morbid. Like I don't want to like be a downer, but like, it doesn't have to be like such a negative thing. Like if you just flip, like switch your mindset and just start thinking like, we only have this like one life to live. Like everyone dies. Like we can't like ignore that. So just like who gives a fuck about what anyone else thinks? Like just do exactly what you want to do and put 110% into it because you like never know, like you can't keep taking things Mm -hmm. for granted for sure. Yeah, you definitely can't. And just the thought like that alone, like the thought process of just live your life, how you would live your life authentically without giving a shit of what anybody else has to say or what they think about you. Mm -hmm. Like you're just going to live such a happier life. Like it took me a long fucking time to realize that it's like, yeah, I I know, but it's like, it would be just Mm -hmm. awesome to just like get to that point of just like not caring. And I say not caring, not like care about what people say, obviously to an extent, but like not caring because Mm -hmm. like, you're just living your life. And at the end of the day, who are you living your life for? Yeah. Like yourself or some, or pleasing somebody else, yeah. which if it's the latter, you're and not going to end up living a happy life anyways. Exactly. And if anyone who's above you doesn't oh, yeah. speak down to you, 
So it's always people that are like below you that are like trying to tear you down. And it comes from like a reflection of themselves. So just like always keep that in mind too. It's honestly like sad if, you know, like people, I posted like a video of myself for the first time and I was so scared because it's just like something I've never done before on my Instagram TV thing. And I was like, I got to the point where I was like, like, I don't even care anymore. Like I, if I like die tomorrow, like at least I can say I posted this (laughs) damn Instagram video. (laughs) Yeah, like I finally like yeah, it's got true. out of my own yeah, way. Exactly. Like, you got out of your own way. Mm-hmm. I love that. That yeah. is so key. So if you are listening, we are telling you, step out mm-hmm. of your own goddamn way. Get the exactly. fuck out of your own way. And that's what we're gonna end it on. So thank you all for <laughs> listening and thank you, Heather, for being on the show today. Oh yes. thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So for anybody listening, where mm-hmm. can they find you? So I have my own personal Instagram, which is Heather Burke with two E's. And then also at still in progress with three L's because I unfortunately can't get the one with like the normal spelling because some guy with three followers has it. But, um, and then also on my WordPress site, still in Thank you so much for listening. Want more? Don't forget to subscribe and to leave a comment below. Stay connected by following us on Instagram at shimi.co. 